It's Friday, July 2nd. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. It's going very good. Real good. It's Friday. Awesome. Fridays are good. Good days, yes. usually. Start I'll a let you know. half. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Starting a new half. We go by calendar year. Happy? Happy? Yeah. You guys have a calendar year. Well, no, we're not anymore. Thanks to Papa Dell. Yeah. Our half our half starts a month from now. It's just it makes tons of sense. Don't worry about it. It's awkward. For those of y'all, well, it's actually it's actually pretty smart whenever you think about getting through to the end of the year and all that kind of stuff. But whatever. It's not different. for those of y'all, you hush your mouth, Russ. Okay. Whoa. Hush your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So many so that that's not from Ted Lasso, but if y'all have not seen Ted Lasso, go watch Ted Lasso. See it. Very it's very incredible. quotable show. And uh Season two is coming out here in like three weeks. But for those of y'all that were not in the pre-show, my morning started with me already talking to these jokers and then trying to figure out why Zoom wouldn't launch so I could get into the meeting and hit record and start recording for the show. So I was on Zoom trying to start Zoom. A little bit of it's that. a strong start. It was solid. It's going to be yeah. a great day. It's like using the flashlight of your phone to try to find your phone in the dark or something. You know, lots of stories like that. We've all, all right. been there. Probably. Yeah, probably, probably not. Okay. This day in tech history, today's yesterday in tech history, actually. July 1st, going to leave out the year. You guys got to guess this. The very first Sony Walkman, the TPS oh, L2, goes on sale. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. The Walkman goes on yeah. sale in Japan. It would go on sale in the US about a year later by allowing owners to carry their personal music with them. And now nobody owns music anymore. The Walkman and their iconic headphones introduce a revolution in listening habits and popular culture at large. What year? Russ say, Russ say the 80s. I'm going to go with not it is the 80s. January 1st, 1201 AM. What do you mean January 1st, dude? It's July. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, that might have uh, been I'm, smart. That might have been a smart statement. Go ahead, Tyler. Your guess. Oh man, I, I think I think gosh, I'm trying to think like the 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 tape decks I had, the Sony tape decks I had had like fancy buttons and skip protection and stuff. No, not that was probably the, the discman, but I'm I'm conflating the two, but they had yeah, like memory buttons. The they had they had yeah. things, which means that they were advanced though. for a tape deck. No, I know. So I'm trying to I'm trying to like fix that timeline in my head. I, I'm going to go with like, I want to say late 70s, but it just feels wrong. So I definitely like 80, 81. 80, 81. Okay. You got to You, you got to get more detailed. Oh, come you're, you're on. You're saying 80 uh, to 81. I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to decipher who wins this, this thing. So okay. You're saying it's, 80 it's to 19. Well, wait, if it's just, is it closest to the mark without going over? What's the, what's the, what's the measure? Closest to the mark. 12.02 a.m. January 1st, 1980. <laughs> Russ wins. You can play that Russ game. Wins. Oh, Russ was wins. it midnight, huh? It was 79. Was no, it 80? Yeah, 79. 79. July Damn 1st, it. 1979. Oh. Russ was only uh, off by six months. I, I should have gone with my gut. I should have so gone with my gut. I also <laughs> felt like it was in the 70s, which is why I wanted to be but as you close gotta say to the 80s, 70s yeah, as smart. possible. So that's why I rolled that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it had to be right there. That's that's funny because 
that that's just Hold funny. On, I'm sorry. I don't even that's think great. I heard the year. What was it? 1979. 79. 79. Yeah. You were six months. Uh, you were only six months off, which is really good. It's about really as close good. as I think we've ever gotten. No, <laughs> yeah. I know. The it's only too, people who ever get this right are the chat, and they got this one yeah, wrong. Exactly. Ha ha. Suck it, chat. That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get into uh, let's get into the tech news. What do you want to start with? Dude, a lot of a lot of people got wrecked today. Who? Not Who really. A lot of people got wrecked between the last time we had this conversation and today, or at least it came out in the news. Okay. Um, I saw a Did couple they of one v one They just put they put a smile on my face, which I don't know. It unlike when like a person gets wrecked, like you can feel bad about that, unless it's just getting stuffed in you know sports ball or something like that. But uh, but like when corporations get wrecked. I don't. I just don't feel as bad, and it brings me joy. Maybe that's bad. Uh, corporations that have done bad things, by the way. This is just like they tripped and fell, and yeah. Wait, what? You, you said it doesn't make me feel bad. It makes me feel joy or something. Joy. It's well, quite oh, literally the opposite for you. Like, like when they actually get penalized for doing yeah, something terrible. It's like sure. you deserve all of that, and yeah. so it puts us by. So, so Robin Hood. Ah, got its 70 million dollar fine for the shenanigans that went on uh, predominantly around GameStop but there oh. were other meme stocks and goofiness uh, it, no, and, that was yeah, for it was. an investigation from 2017 to 2020 oh no that was the old one I was I thought it was for the no yeah, so the, that was the, pre GameStop they haven't been so it, for that yet the, my bad then it yeah because the investigations are still going on around that stuff they're actually what they 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 have uh, the CEO's phone records already. They're looking at at all of the goofiness that that happens uh, around halting trading. So, yeah. I, so more is coming. I may have missed that connection. Well, That's so so the only reason why I know this is because I was reading Reddit yesterday, and well, this popped up on my Reddit <laughs> feed yesterday, and, yeah, and I, I clicked I on the comments, the and the very top comment said, "Before all of you start screaming GameStop justice, here's the actual article bullet points, and it listed like the years with which this took place and everything else. So, like, that's the uh, only reason why I, know it, I was ready to go in there and see them screaming about GameStop and them halting trading and oh, man. everything else. By the way, did y'all know? There's so much more news to this. There's I a it really is. I mean, there's some competitor Robinhood that I've never heard of that a lot of people left Robinhood. Yes, Weeble that went to. Yep. Yeah. And they had to halt trading as well. They only did it for like three hours before someone. So came did back. Fidelity. Lots yeah. of them did. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's an interesting thing on the the Robinhood side. I think the issue with Robinhood is they they handled it quite poorly. Right. Well, and yeah. we talked about that. Uh, I think you may have actually missed the show that that we talked about it, but it's like lots lots of trading platforms changed, and it was probably more related to the capital requirements for all of the buys that were happening. But um, but yeah, that. Robinhood was like, we're protecting you. Like, no, you're not. You're protecting you. <laughs> and it pissed everyone <laughs> off. Everyone else was just quiet. They were like, sorry, restricted, right? Like it, I think it I was... was listening to a podcast of the Weeble. Did you say it was Weeble? Is that the name mm-hmm. of the company? Yeah. Weeble, uh, yeah. Weebles yeah, was... wobble, but they don't fall down. Whoa. Uh, I think it's Weeble. Like we bull, yo. Yeah, yeah. Not like we bullish. not we bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was listening to a I interview guess. on a podcast with him, and he was saying that he was getting called calls from you know whoever it is that that backs them financially, and yeah, he's yeah. like, "Hey, you, you really you need, you need to stop this." And and he was like, um, "No, I, I will not stop this." And that was it. Was a, they were like, he was on video. It was a, it was a podcast, but it, I saw it on YouTube. 
Yeah, they were basically like, yeah, that's cool. You don't have to, but basically nothing is going to work if you don't. Like this this yep. could literally put everything at risk. So, you know, you do yeah. you, you, but that's the problem that you're facing. There there and was a threat it. of an illiquidity event because yep. of uh of how bad that could have gotten. It was pretty interesting. So, I'm I'm looking at this uh, I obviously didn't didn't read the details there and it was conflated because they're talking about the investigations around some of the stuff that happened there and the way they communicated it. Was this specific to um <laughs> like like the infinite money glitch and some of the other uh, outages that Robinhood took early on. Uh, yeah, I don't know the specifics of it. I just know it wasn't about GameStop. Okay, so this is probably was related to the, the they had all the time. They had massive outages on yeah. on like it, market moving days early in their uh, their release into the market. Right, but that's um, what the seventy million is for. It's for the outages and misleading customers. Aren't they in yeah. the cloud? Is what it is. The but there's they, more. No, they couldn't have had outages. That's not. Yeah, there's more to the this false, too. The they false and misleading a, uh, information concerned a variety of critical issues, including whether the customers could place trades on margin, how much cash was in a customer's account. That's part of the infinite money glitch, which is oh. how much buying power or negative buying power. They put that in quotes because it doesn't make any sense. Customers <laughs> had, and the risk of a lost customers face in certain options transactions because they turned options transactions into. Uh, they kind of gamified it. That's been a criticism of Robinhood. It's yeah. like you bought stocks, and there's a little, you know, party on your phone, yeah. and uh, and people didn't understand stock. Yeah. that there are various option plays that have effectively infinite risk or much, much more significant risk than traditional stock buying. And there, there was like a there's a pop up, and it's like, do you understand this is risky? Do you want to play the game? And it's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder if some so, of the right. sort of ridiculous sort of pop-ups came after that that one uh, unfortunate incident where uh, like a, a fairly young person, I think someone between the 18 and 20 range. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Killed yes. themselves. Because yep. he didn't understand what his, he thought he owed like $7 he million dollars or something. Yeah. Well, that I think that's actually the that that yeah, quoted that's quoted the negative buying power. Um, mm-hmm. It yeah. was that I think it was related to that event. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I, I would I wouldn't be surprised because Ugh. because it, it made it look like it made it look like he owed that, but it was a right. uh, it was basically a poorly calculated should have been zero, and and it looked like he owed millions. Whereas it was actually just saying that his buying power was negative. They, their calculations were right. screwed up and, and it caused some bad things to happen. I was just, I was so, pumped to see that they got hammered for this. That's the largest fine for that kind of activity to date. Um, did apparently. This have something to do with their IPO is the real Yeah, well, so, that's what I was trying to get to. It doesn't have anything to do with their IPO. It doesn't. But they are simultaneously also filing for an IPO for an IPO and they're still yeah. under investigation for some of the other stuff. Like Robin hood went from being a little golden child to, to onboarding lots of retail investors to being a complete mess. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. The CEO in the hearings did not help that at all. That, that, that guy did yeah. not represent yeah. at all. Like just yeah. hard stop. So there's, <laughs> there's some other interesting. So I, I'm curious how this is going to play out because they set aside up to 35% of the IPO shares for small investors. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's intriguing well, to me. So that but, actually came up yeah. in the hearings. If if you were listened, if you yep. listened to the and this was around the GME stuff, you know, when when everybody got excited around it. Um, one of the criticisms that kind of came out of left field was your you you claim this Robin Hood you know name you you got this moniker it's like when when you IPO there's no indication that you're going to make you know shares available to retail investors how how does that meet your you know kind of mantra your 
what's the word I'm looking for? The charter, that kind of stuff. Um, anyways, go on. Yeah. So um, these are these are a couple fantastic tweets out there in the Twitterverse. Uh, this is from Rat King. Uh, my favorite part of the Robinhood pre-IPO paperwork filing. Now, every time you do this, you have to talk about the company has to talk about the risks that they are subject to. Right. He goes on. The filing is that the <laughs> vicissitudes of a meaningless dog-based currency is listed as a serious <laughs> risk factor to the business. And then Are we, you got, serious? we got Tom Gara. Doge? Yeah, dead serious. Listen, Doge is listen. a risk in their IPO documentation. Listen, there's more. Yep. Tom Gara. This is <laughs> incredible. Terrible. 17% of Robinhood's revenue comes from crypto trading, and one third oh, no. of the crypto trading revenue is from Dogecoin. My goodness also why are you buying crypto on robin hood purely one third one third Uh, of all their crypto revenue is from people trading dogecoin and then it goes on uh down here somebody's pulling a direct quote from it if demand for dogecoin declines our business financial condition and results of operations could be adversely affected fortunately on a meme coin risk yeah because that ain't gonna happen (laughs) crypto only goes up that's true. Crypto doesn't go up. Hell, yeah. uh, Doge went to the moon. Well, space, anyways. That actually happened. I didn't. I didn't get oh, a link did, for that. Did but, they do what it, the it did? What the it Musk did, was it saying? And uh, okay. and then people were like, "Ha, Musk doesn't control Bitcoin because it didn't move it." It's like, yeah, they already did that. We move on the news, guys. Not on. Yeah. Not on the event. Let's be honest. <laughs> He, he does. Yep. He does control. <laughs> he absolutely does. But uh, no, his his tweet saying it was going to the moon is what moved the uh, Doge market. Um, sending it to the moon just makes it a true statement instead of manipulation. In Tyler's a hustle opinion, instead of it just being a hustle, it now <laughs> makes right. it a factual statement. That's right. That's right. I don't actually mm-hmm. think it went to the moon though. I wonder if he'll get caught in that. Just kidding. It's Elon Musk. He's not getting caught. Well, yeah. Maybe to put a bow on the Robin Hood piece, it is. It would be. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't state the uh, what their ticker is going to be. They plan to trade under the symbol Hood, H O O D. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Gangsta. That's what Robin All right. is. We in the hood. So I tweeted about this uh, yesterday, and I think I very rarely get like literally no responses uh, to a tweet. This was eleven hours ago. Not that make a single you feel? comment. Not a single. No, it's just I'm like, do people not? He needs to bring it up on the show. Just yeah, I know, I do, I do, because I guess it. people don't care. Delete it. I, I delete should it. probably just delete it. You can't, you can't have tweets that don't get reactions. Well, we've talked about crypto. <laughs> we've talked about <laughs> cryptocurrency. We haven't talked about Facebook. So let me bring it up. New Facebook test prompt user. A prompt. Sorry. New Facebook test prompt. There we go. Asks users if someone they know might be becoming an extremist. Another notifies users who may have been exposed to extremist content. Uh, my favorite joke on this so far uh, is, wait, so does every user that logs into Facebook get that warning? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was saying. That's exactly what I said in my tweet. I was like, this is uh, ridiculous. This is like top comment on Reddit. It just yeah, cracked me up. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't yeah. even see it there. But no one was. Resp- okay. So whatever. I'll pretend like you liked my tweet. I did like your tweet, uh, but only I, said, I thought I thought I actually mashed the like button. Um, <laughs> I may have I may have just been overcome with joy at the other thing that I saw in my feed. But it's nuts, but, though. Like if you, you're just gonna like start a snitching feature and where like people just report other people for being an extremist. Yeah, I missed saying, that like, it's one. Nuts. That's that's freaky. Well, what's well, essentially what it is? You can report to Facebook. No, I, 
I, people... I missed this the first half, you know, which you were talking about in the beginning. I saw yeah. the one and I saw, a, you know, a brief article that just talked about some of the warnings that people were getting that said, hey, you may have been exposed to extremist content. I did not see the big brother like tattle on your neighbor. Yeah. So that's all I was yeah. saying. I was like, this is so nuts. But yes, thanks. All of them. All of them are. Go get them. <laughs> you see the prompt that comes up whenever you uh, submit a report that someone is like turning into an extremist. Uh, no, it says snitches get stitches. Oh, <laughs> what? oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Nobody likes a rat, <laughs> but it should. It should say that. Yeah, that probably yeah. wouldn't translate in Singapore. Sure it would. Yeah. My understanding yeah. in Singapore is that people are much more likely to turn you in for doing things that are illegal. Um, I remember hearing Why that. You from, go there then. Yeah. To another, get here's canes. another good one, though. Uh, it's becoming Just easier to shop your friends awesome. and neighbors to the thought police. Yeah. yeah. It's just a bunch of stuff like that. Anyway, do we have right. a thought police uh, again. organization yet? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I need, it needs to be its own. We have a space force. Why can't we have like it's a the time variance authority? A mind institution. Yes, dude. That show. <laughs> that show. They're doing that so great, great with Loki right now. It is. Yeah, they are. So great. Doing so great. I'm so. I, and I'll, this was another one I was tweeting about yesterday. I'm trying to figure out why this is really news, but it said NSA, FBI, and others say Russian hacking group Fancy Bear has been Sorry. using <laughs> Kubernetes to run brute force attacks on U.S. and foreign organizations since mid 2019. Like, what's what's the news there? Uh, the Kubernetes. news there is that people don't understand what <laughs> Kubernetes is. Right? Well, that's a big word. Sounds yeah, evil. Right. They they just they know that Kubernetes is popular because everyone likes a good helmsman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the uh, and, and they're like, well, they're using this, and it'd be like someone saying, well, we're using VMware. uses the internet. Like it, it's just it's ridiculous. Like as if as if Kubernetes is doing the hacking. Right. It's just absolutely. Kubernetes is evil. Done. Vilified. That's, perfect. That's why you can't trust open source projects. I've been saying it for at least the last ten seconds. You know. Yeah, because because <laughs> it. You use a keyboard whenever you do it. Yeah, that's right. It's like, what? Yeah, Let's blame it on the keyboard. The keyboard. Uh, it's it's, it's that ridiculous. chair keyboard interface. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't the crazy one reading that. Like, what? What are you nope. trying to say? Not the writer news. has no idea what you're talking about. That's Russian right. military using We're Kubernetes. Huge. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tyler, I wonder, do you wonder if they said anything today? about the Kate. No. Wait. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a difficult question to answer. I get it. No, I do um, Did you see the British right to repair law? And what did it explain? Uh, I did, and I it's... was angry. I saw that this morning. It wrecked my morning. It's... See, I told Tell you everybody's it. getting wrecked today. Everyone. They excluded computers and cell phones. Yeah. And what? I'm like flipping yeah. tables in my house. I was so mad. I was like, you missed the whole point. The Dude, thing that's that the, the majority yes. of people want to repair, they're excluding from it. It's absolutely insane. Uh, Greg, what yes. are your thoughts on this? So mad. Greg in the chat, what are your thoughts like a, on this? A come on, come on the show and tell us. Oh, uh, I did. I saw that. It was a headline. It, it just had that information under the headline, and I couldn't bring myself to read it. I was just not happy. You want to? Thanks for hear reminding me. Include? <laughs> for now, the right to repair law Vacuum only cleaners. covers. I can read the entire list <laughs> of the show. Dishwashers. Which, for the record, I've seen people repair constantly yeah. over the last I've done, you know, yeah. 20 years. It's awful, but... Washing okay. machines and washer dryers, refrigeration also appliances, televisions, and other electronic displays, not on a cell phone or a computer. Jeez, man. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's What's awful. the point? We did, 
Yeah. Maybe Greg knows the answer. Did you have a problem with repairing washers and dryers? Is this like, was this necessary? Or was it like it started strong and everybody wanted all of the things and then it just legally got whittled down to garbage, but they kept the name anyways? You know what's interesting here? They also cover non-consumer electronics, such as light sources, electric motors, and then some what? other random things. So like they're saying that you can go repair a Tesla yourself, but you can't have some kid at, you know, you break, I fix, fix your cell phone for you. Like that's Oops. insane to me. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, I, that I just, it just it feels like a huge okay. miss. And and it just it reeks of like the right lobby was involved. So oh, this yeah. is probably it's probably like big internal combustion. Um, that's a thing now. Uh, they <laughs> like, like trying, trying lobby? to attack Tesla's and in, in all the EV market. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm going full conspiracy theory there, yeah, but the ice lobby, it just, I don't think exists and it's going to, it doesn't, real quick it's called, it's it called big automobile. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or what? Now, what's now interesting. All Didn't Volvo they're say all they're going on all V yes, all EV everyone recently. All of yeah. Them. So everyone. yeah, it, big, which, no, which see, by the big, way, big ice, most... baby, big ice. It's a thing. They just not as strong as it. So Volkswagen now has an EV <laughs> and it was the most underwhelming me about experience that I've ever seen with an can EV. We, can we be fair? It was Does terrible. Volvo do anything was... that's not underwhelming? I was talking about Volkswagen, but yes, oh, sorry. you mentioned Volvo. Oh, I, I yes. said Volvo. You, oh, you said Volvo. You did. Yeah, I switched it to Volkswagen because I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, just not. <sighs> well, What's interesting let's, here let's, is that Apple actually claims they lose money on phone repairs. What? How? That's bro? not surprising so at all. It, they charge is, like six hundred dollars to replace the screen. How do you lose? Oh, money? they do. As in, they, they repair it and lose money. They re- re- pro- pro- provide the services which you pay for. I get it. I misunderstood. And they the lose money on it. So I thought they were saying when you get your phone repaired, I lose money. That I, I don't get. believe that. I also I don't, don't believe that. Well, I do neither does anyone that. else. Neither does anyone else who's reporting on it. But yeah. that's just that's just a quote from. Tim I don't believe that for a second. Because the price is so high, you might as well buy a new iPhone. I'll bet you know what it is. It's like you look at the full cost of doing the services engagement, and at the bottom it says "didn't buy new phone one thousand dollars" in the negative column. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, it's terrible. We lose money all the time. Uh, slash you send it in for repair and they don't repair it. They just give you a new phone and then they mark that as a $1,000 loss so they can write it off. Apple that that just screams tax segment brought crap. in $16.9 billion of revenue. No kidding. And you're telling not, me they're that's doing not se- all, that's not all that. I was, that's, that's, all their, doing that's 17, all of their things. You're so. telling me they're doing $17 billion worth of business at a loss. Yeah, well, right. no, that's Apple TV, Apple Arcade, Fitness Plus, Apple News. I just, it's, it's I'm all skeptical. Show me your books. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I would, it sounds like creative accounting to me. No, it's not. They're not going to show us the line items. They might no, show the high numbers. No, they, no all yeah. they're doing is showing the lumped in. So. No, I, I get that. But but if if you want to take it, like repairing a phone and the cost associated with it probably is something that you can it's just fungible enough that you can play games like that. I, I bet they report it as a loss because it's a write-off. Yeah. It's a crock of stuff. Fit it's convenient. Show. Wait, what That's, is a what is a hob? Uh, the they're saying hobs were... No, no, no. It's an electronic device. I don't know. In the UK. That's a title. I have no question. idea what it is. Or do I don't know. Hobbs. H-O-B-S. Huh. I don't know. 
because they're saying cookers, hobs, tumble dryers, microwaves, or tech such as laptops or smartphones aren't covered. But I have no idea what Kieran, a is. Kieran made an interesting point. Do they lose even more money by other people doing the repairs? So they lose a little that's, bit of money. That's why by that's, Apple doing the repairs, and they lose a lot of <laughs> bit of money by other people doing the repairs. And I think the answer is yes, because that line item I talked about still in the spreadsheet, only in that case, it's only that line item. And all the money they made from repairing the iPhone in their own facility goes away, which was positive. And then that $1,000 loss, I'm not selling a new phone, is still there. Yep. <laughs> that sounds All great. right. Let's move off of this. What oh, else we terrible. got here? Well, okay, so I want to talk about my other uh, brought me joy got wrecked, and that was uh, the the Florida, um, what was it, like social media law got totally destroyed in the courts um, as just a, like a blatant disregard for the First Amendment, as well as like ignoring the fact that Section 230 even exists. And um, it, it's great because there, as usual, there's a very detailed Ars Technical, uh, Ars Technica article on this, and uh, there's a section, a paragraph down, kind of towards the middle, that just says the judge details everything wrong with the law, and it's like all of it, and and quote, it compels providers to host speech that violates their standards, speech they would otherwise not host, and forbids providers from speaking as they otherwise would. The governor's signing statements and numerous remarks of legislators show that rather clearly that the legislation is a viewpoint is viewpoint based. So there's no legal backing. And then it goes on and it basically says that they they couldn't even provide a good argument for why it's Florida didn't include theme parks like theme parks somehow got a pass. And it's like, why did theme parks get a pass? I don't know, dude, because Disney's big money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because somebody somebody's in their pocket. I love this sub, the subtitle here. Or the uh, yeah, Judge blocks Florida law calls it an example of burning awesome. the house down to roast a pig. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that is great a great line. quote. Anyways, that that made me happy because it, it the whole legislation and the the purpose or the baseline for the legislation just screamed partisan crap, and it was an awful piece of legislation because it it was trying to to like completely legalese around constitutional rights and it's and everything that we have done in section 230 so trying to control platforms or not control platforms right and it was just it was a massive overreach by by florida's legislature and it's it's nice to see that it did not last very long it got cut down before it was imposed theme park exemption laughed out of court that's so it's just money (laughs) right there yeah it is florida's lawyers were unable to mount a convincing defense of the theme park park exemption you just imagine them like like looking at each other and looking at the paper be like yeah i got nothing i got nothing (laughs) no so 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 in that ours article they said the state has no argument that could pass strict scrutiny but then you got to read to it it's it's like it, it doesn't even have an argument for the there's a less uh it's not strict it's like intermediate scrutiny which is i guess these are legal definitions of a particular application of the law it's like they they filed it under both uh so i I guess when they produce the law they say strict scrutiny and uh intermediate scrutiny or something along those lines and they basically they couldn't even meet the lower standard but they tried to pass it under the higher standard well maybe i guess let me just repeat this because i'm not I'm not sure I caught it right at the beginning, but the state law that they were trying to pass that the judge denied would make it illegal for large social media sites like Facebook and Twitter to ban politicians. Basically, and impose but there was a lot more to it. Companies. The details yeah. in the law went way past just like yeah. a single attempt to protect political speech I on gotcha. platforms. It was it was sweeping. And they may have actually, you know, basically 
sealed their undoing by taking it further than they intended, right? Yeah, if they sure. had just stopped it, you can't ban someone in a political context. I bet you could have come up with some interesting arguments for why it's not good for society on average, et cetera, et cetera. But they tried to turn it into, you know, like crippling public yeah. media, basically. Do you remember when we talked about Turkey requiring local offices or at least not even local offices? <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a local representative yes. on Twitter and Facebook and all this kind of stuff. And just how ridiculous that is. And it's just, it's literally just like, please make a hostage available for us in our own country. Um, Putin just did the same. Putin signs law uh, forcing oh, foreign no. social media giants to open Russian offices. Yep. And then yeah. quote, a foreign entity it carrying out activities on the internet in Russia is obliged to create a branch, open an office, or establish a Russian legal entity. It's a, and, it's a really interesting way to force um, people to, I guess, follow laws, though, because you're, you're basically leaving a representative on a freaking island if you don't. Yeah. They're, they're 100% just going to be the fall guy. The the thing that you can't do if you don't do it is advertise. That was what I at least what I saw whenever I oh, okay. it was they said if you don't do this, you're not allowed to advertise inside of the country. Which oh, okay. is all of these people's <laughs> it's yeah, their it's business. All, the all of it. So they'll still allow because that that's I'm glad you looked that up because that was my next question is what if they don't? Does Russia just turn off their capability to even participate, like the you know, Great Firewall of China, or do they yeah. So I guess I don't know the if there's a great firewall of Russia, so I don't even know if they could physically do it. Um, no, remember Russia <laughs> tried to 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 shut they down have, Twitter and they like shut down government sites. I think that's actually probably why they're doing this advertising right. thing. They're like, we can we can put in an ad blocker, but yeah. <laughs> but we can't shut down your service because we'll we shut, shut down, down our own in the process. That's awesome. Oh, pretty good. Uh, uh, Tyler, I brought you down earlier. But hey, they are using Bring Kubernetes. Me up. Though. Bring me back up. Oh, Russia they is are using Kubernetes. They are <laughs> using <laughs> Kubernetes. That's a step in the right direction. Um, I, do, I am going to bring you back up. Yes. From MIT News. Physicists observationally confirm Hawking's black hole theorem for the first Yeah, they time. do. It's all those yep. LIGO detectors. Um, that, which That's what they did. You know, you know what I learned uh, that I did not know, and there's plenty, by the way, I don't know about LIGO, uh, LIGO detectors in, in, in general. Do you know but, more um, about LIGO detectors or the uh, oil used on bowling alleys? Hard to say. It depends. <laughs> of the body of knowledge, I probably know less about LIGO because I assume there's a lot more to know. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what, is, but, uh, what is LIGO? Sorry, I don't so know. So it's laser, laser interferometer. So basically... Gravitational wave observatory? Yeah. Okay. How have I never heard of this? Tyler's either Power literally... Talking like multi-kilometers, okay. right? Wait, come back, come back. Um, hold on, hold on. We, we, we lost, lost you for a moment. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought you were oh. holding a pose and you were actually oh, frozen. I, I thought froze, you were yeah. doing it My connection is effect. unstable, it says. No, um... So, so it's been a while since I looked at this, but when they when they kind of uh, turned on the the first LIGO detector, and I I forget where it is that tells you how close to this I am, but um, it's it's a laser interferometry, which basically they're they're measuring about. how light moves between long distances. So because light's very fast, and because these things need to be incredibly sensitive, they're basically firing a very powerful laser across a very long distance, and then they're looking for perturbations in the way that it, it shows up. So it's, it's proving that light 
because of gravitational uh, waves, in this case, that's what they're trying to detect, light, light's path changes there for the time it takes to get from A. This is like super dumbed down. There's a ton more cool stuff going on there. But we have multiple LIGO detectors now. And, and one thing I learned when I was reading about this, um, A, is that as we bring more online, we're detecting more and more of these events, like black holes eating neutron stars, black holes eating black holes, stuff like that. And um, they, they pour through the data and they look for these certain patterns, which are, are associated with these really massive catastrophic events somewhere in crazy far out in space and therefore also back in time, which is a fun, fun thing because you're measuring something that may have happened millions of years ago in some cases. Um, but uh, it, it takes like 10 years to build one of these detectors. So they're building one underground. I felt like it was in Asia. I forget now. And and they're like, and it'll be two in the US. 2025. And it's like, wait, what? How long does this yeah. take? Well, if you go look at it on Wikipedia, the, the the it says LIGO, right? You just look that up. It says built 1994 to 2002. First light was 2002. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's not, I mean, it's less than 10 years. That's great. But still, wow. I mean, CERN took a really long time and it's going to take a really long time to update CERN. But I don't know, physics, physics, the facilities to measure things in physics in the modern era are insane. So and do you want to guess how sense. long the facility is? Well, it's, I mean, shooting the, light, right? Yeah. Well, it's I, it's got to be what ten kilometers, something like that. Like the detectors have to be pretty far apart. Yeah, this one says it's four thousand meters, which is about two and a half miles. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's I think it's two two to three. I forget. I, I always see it in kilometers, anyways. But there yeah, you yeah. have. So, four um, K. It all. Uh, this this is if you ever get the chance I don't I don't care where you live there's probably a reasonably cool uh, physics facility nearby right look for linear accelerators because they're really neat facilities look for cyclotrons look for stuff like CERN which is basically a giant cyclotron for heavier particles stuff like that obviously LIGO would probably be really neat to see I mean they are absolutely insane the scope and scale of the facilities because you're you're usually dealing with high, high, high precision over very long distances in a lot of cases. Um, and then yeah, the so detectors are insanely large because they need the granularity, but also, you know, all of the, all of the data that they're trying to collect requires super specialized uh, electronics too, which is one of the arguments for why we invest in these sorts of projects. It's like Atlas is a, a massive heavy particle detector that it is, um, it's built around one of the areas in CERN where the, the protons smash into each other. I don't think it's protons. It's at least proton-sized particles. But um, it, you, you're basically, basically, we are trying to recreate something akin to like a Big Bang event on a tiny scale, right? So when two protons smash into each other like perfectly aligned, and the only way you get to do that is by shooting like trillions at each other and eventually one of them hits, right? If it hits in the right spot inside the detector, it creates just this massive energy blast, but again, tiny. And then out of all of that energy, it just starts creating particles. So yeah, unlike like a baseball hitting a baseball where you get pieces of stuff flying everywhere, when a proton hits a proton like head on or an electron electron, because there's lots of other cyclotrons that do much smaller, smaller uh, subatomic particles, right? It, it basically just creates a cloud of energy. And out of that cloud of energy, particles are created to respect the fact that 
that like the there's balance to go somewhere. So so you yeah. get a you know a positive something and a negative something, and if the negative something has a weird curve, they figure out why, and it turns out it's some spiral thing that comes off the side, and boom, new particle is discovered, and they Crazy. collect enough data to validate it. Um, obviously, huge departure from what's going on in LIGO there, but they're all really cool, and if you can get a physicist in a room that can have a conversation with you, like in lay terms, not as easy as it sounds. Like what they understand about how the world works and how passionate they are about it is actually probably one of my favorite things. It's very clear tell. that Tyler's um, time spent at SMU was wasted. Um, <laughs> that's right. He, uh, so not to bury the lead here, I, I do wanna, I wanna, I wanna read part of the article as it relates to you know the time in, in which Stephen Hawking made this theorem and, and also just what it was specifically so that the, the listeners are not guessing as to what specifically this is. It's not about necessarily the creation of black holes. That's not what this is. No, no, no. The 19... LIGO detects <clears throat> waves. Totally, yeah. I went off on a total tangent there. Yes, you did, but that's all right. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring it home. In 1971, Stephen Hawking proposed the area theorem, which sets off a series of fundamental insights about black hole mechanics. The theorem predicts that the total area of a black hole's event horizon, all and all of the black holes in the universe, for that matter, should never decrease. The statement was a, a curious parallel of the second law of thermodynamics. I really did not enjoy that class, which states that the entropy and degree of disorder with an object should also never decrease. So that's what they basically observed through all of the things that Tyler just talked about. That's hmm. fascinating. Yeah. So there's a, there's a little fun fact in the LIGO setup here. So the observatories use mirrors spaced four kilometers apart, which we talked about. They're capable of detecting a change of less than one ten thousandth the charge diameter of a proton, which I don't know why I'm like putting my fingers together, like I'm <laughs> <Right>. actually <laughs> like showing what that distance is <laughs> on the chat or on the Zoom. But uh, that's so funny. No. Well, and, and so that's I mean, but that's what's that's what ends up being so cool about seeing the facilities is because the, what it takes mechanically to be able to make something precise enough to hit a mirror over over kilometers. And then, the, I mean, obviously, the point of mirrors here is to bounce things back and forth. So that four-kilometer gap, they probably bounced the light between it hundreds, if not thousands of times, so that they have a basically a long enough you know, time of measurement to actually associate like a measurement with it. it. It's insane how precise all of that has to be to be able to, to measure what they're trying to measure, because light moves pretty fast. Pretty fast. Diesel. Pretty fast, pretty fast. Um, so one one other comment I want to make there, and then obviously we should move on. But um, I think well, one of the coolest things for me in physics, and you talk about people like Stephen Hawking, of course, you talk about Newton, you talk about Einstein. Um, what What is so neat to me about a lot of those characters in history is that they could visualize theoretically things that would not even be possible to measure, some of which may never be possible to measure, which is even more interesting, until years after their death, even, right? Yeah. So like Ligo's not not quite as insane as like some of the the postulations around things like string theory, which is part of the reason some stuff like string theory will fall apart kind of in the physics community, because to test some of those theories, which work out somewhat elegantly in math sometimes would take like more energy than we have in the known universe, which is kind of a problem just to validate it. 
you'd basically actually need the big bang. Are you like, are you talking about Bitcoin mining or are we still yeah. on? I'm sorry, I can't remember. I can't remember where so, we took a turn with the topic. Uh, was, I actually had a thought about that the other day, Tyler. I was trying to figure out like how how do some of these people have and I think I think maybe the frequency at which some specific individuals had accurately predicted a lot of these things uh, may throw this theory off. But it felt like it was a little bit of a or in my brain, sorry, the idea was, I wonder if this was just like spray and pray kind of a deal where you have so many yeah. people with so many different ideas and then we discover the truth and we're like, look, this one person was a genius. But then I realized, well, I that one person so. was a genius. They had so many other things right. They're so, you know they're I mean? so, they're so right so often. It, yeah. And I think, I think that's it. Like the community, yes, you, you are, you're splattering everywhere, but, it, but it's all based in theory to start, right? And then people go and they test that theory. So it, it, the the concept is clean from even a, like a Newtonian physics perspective, right? It, simplest way to look at it is when I drop an apple, it falls. Well, that's really easy to test. And that's sort of fundamentally how science works, the scientific process. If I drop an apple over and 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 over again, and it always falls, it just bolsters confidence that Newton was right in the way he described the world working. But under certain circumstances, the apple does not fall the way Newton said it would. And therefore, the science must change to fix it. But because we dropped the apple so many times and it just fell to the ground as he said it would, we say, all right, anything you do should default to how he said it works here. Yeah, and that's sure. basically how science works. So it progresses forward. What, what's fascinating to me is that Einstein said, well, yeah, but, but if you dropped an apple two meters away from the surface of the hard part of the sun, it wouldn't do that. And it's like, Okay, dude, how do we test that? <laughs> yeah. Because we can't get close to the sun. <laughs> we don't have anything that dense. And it's like, that's, that's where you, you put the math together and you try to make it as elegant as possible. And the cleaner it is and the simpler it is, that's where, um, yeah. what's, the, what's the name? It's um, like Occam's razor comes into play yeah. a lot when you're looking at theory versus experimentation. It's the simplest answer is most likely to be true. And the more complicated the answer, the more... Uh, of a burden of evidence you have, right? Yeah. So when when Einstein puts together general relativity and special relativity, like that was disruptive to how things worked. But the body of evidence necessary to prove that was significant and also way out because we didn't we didn't validate experimentally in in big ways that some of his uh, special relativity. Uh, re relativity calculations were accurate until we started to see things like GPS satellites in, in space because they talk to each other. And if I'm not mistaken, um, there, there's literally, when we tossed up some of the first, you know, sort of communication satellites that had to communicate to each other in a, like a geosynchronous orbit, we, we put in a switch that basically said, Einstein, not Einstein, right? Like, Eh, we don't know for sure how this is going to behave. We haven't proven experimentally enough to like make the call. So they put it up there and it's like, if you don't do Einstein, they can't talk to each other. And if you do Einstein, they're spot on all the time. And it's yeah, like, it's damn it. He was right again. <laughs> damn it. Right, he got us. <laughs> we're at the top of the hour, but I think Russ had some uh, crypto news. It sounded like he was trying to move into. Or was uh, that just a joke? I actually wasn't, but I can close it out with one more thing related to space. Okay. Because it seems like billionaires... Are create or not creative? They're competitive with one another. Just a bit. Sir Richard Branson will attempt to go to space on July 11th, which is as I, as far as so. I can tell, before uh, 
Mr. Bezos is going to <laughs> space. It sounds like he made this decision when Bezos made his announcement that he was going to space. Uh, Sir Richard Branson was like, eh, you know what? I'm going to go first. So that's uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, what is happening? The uh, Unity and 22 mission, the flight awesome. on the VSS Unity spacecraft will carry a full crew of two pilots, uh, including uh, Mr. Branson. So that is... Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I like that. that. Is pretty awesome. <laughs> One upping him immediately. Like, oh, you're it's gonna go funny. space? I'm gonna do it first. It's like something I would do with my brother. Also, space what? stock uh, definitely got the thumbs up on on some of that news. <laughs> funny, like SPCE man to the moon. <laughs> and uh, Tyler, you were talking about something. Just trying to get this other thing in before we shut it down. But you were talking about something in the pre-show when you were talking about LIGO. It reminded me of Lego. You saw some yes. sort of news on Legos? Oh my what, gosh, this is this there? is a great way to end it because it just brought me pure joy. So I, I had this thought. I, we, I have tons of Lego from when I was a kid. I've got my kids lots of Lego. Like they've just got stuff. Well, it got to the point where they had like disassembled things and stuff everywhere. So my, my wife actually found out that if you organize Lego by color, kids are more likely to just use them and make random stuff, which actually was fascinating to see happen uh, in our house. But yeah, we did we the have, same. We have that's actually that. of, yeah, it's a thing. So if you just put all the Lego into one box, kids yeah. are less likely to take them and play with them more creatively. If you yeah. separate them by color, they're more likely to make random stuff. It's so strange. Yeah. What? We noticed that. Anecdotally, I've seen it yeah. three or four times now. Yeah. It's cool. Well, it, it, it holds true for our for our house because we were trying to figure out we had so many Legos and we we're like, what yeah. do we do with this? How do we, you know, do we separate it by like its function or its color or, you know, whatever? Color's uh, the way to go. Yeah, and they kids, did it by kids color. are drawn to it for some reason. I'm sure yeah. somebody understands then, why. Yeah, the creativeness I do exploded. That's yeah. wild. Oh, so so get crazy. this though. Like when we went through this effort and we got there, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I have I like I know Lego sets from when I was really young. Obviously, stuff that we've gotten for them recently, they're just totally destroyed. Whether it's a car or a castle or a, like a Lego friend thing, right? It, there are thousands and thousands of random Lego pieces now organized by color, like cycling through that just to pick out all the pieces to build a castle not fun random play awesome and i was thinking how cool would it be if you had a vending machine you could just dump your legos into like like a coin sorter at a bank and it would spit out like bags with the the build and and like a book that had the new or a link to the book that has the instructions and i saw on twitter this morning Someone is, I don't think they've released it yet, but somebody has is in the process of developing an app where you can just dump Lego on the ground and you can scan it with your phone, full augmented reality style. It will give you a laundry list of scrollable builds that you can make based on the pieces it sees. Then you can go into the instructions that it links and flick through and it will show you in your pile where the piece is. And I'm like, Incredible. this is a hundred thousand times better than a vending machine in a bag. Like Everyone wow. has access to it. And it's like, it's brilliant. It's awesome. I'm excited. Obviously. That's insane. so sorry. It's just crazy. Is this an app that's downloadable now? Or I don't think it is. I couldn't find on? any. No, no. It was, it looks like a proof of concept. It's but, Android uh, only. Well, well, they said Android first coming this fall, but it's also, I think that that's either Northern well, Europe. I'll put it that way. Clearly it's someone <laughs> it's that listens German. to the show and they hear about all the other apps coming out on iPhone first or yeah, iOS yeah, first. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we need some balance in the universe. It, it looks like it's coming out of like Norway or the Netherlands based on what little I know about that written language. Um, because all of the comments on Twitter are uh, are like that. So, um, oh, here we go. I, I've been scrolling through trying to find it. 
oh, Bricket. Bricket's similar to that, but this looks more elegant, I think. Or is this Bricket? Maybe that's it. That's it. It's called Bricket. Go look it up. I'm going to look it up. Uh, cool. There are, there are over 1 million apps on Android that do not exist on iOS. So <laughs> this is awkward. And really that's a perfect way to up. end it. Getting wrecked. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm going to go download but that does bring. That does bring our show to the, the end. Yeah, go go download Bricket because it looks like that's the one. It looks like it's got the same sort of picture for the this point and scan at your pile. So cool. Um, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. We we hope you enjoyed. Thanks for joining us. If you join the stream, we're doing it live uh, every time we record Monday, Wednesday, Friday, eight central. Always trying to get guests on. If you know anybody you'd like to come join us, you know anybody that knows some stuff or has an opinion, that's really all it takes. Uh, but yeah. Thanks for joining, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, y'all. Happy 4th for those of you in the United States. It's Independence Day weekend. Enjoy it. Later. Booyah, Grandma.